Deserted Isolation Discs, a play on words and tribute to the BBC's famous Desert Island Discs podcast. We're Kate Hamer and Louis Saha, the founders of Axis Stars, which is a platform to connect stars from the worlds of sport and entertainment with trusted brands and service providers. Obviously, a lot of our members are at home due to coronavirus isolation, so we thought we'd work together to bring some entertainment to everyone. We hope it's not going to be a super long series, but we've got a good chunk of members so we could keep you entertained for a while. Today we are joined by Danny Donachy from Everton and uh, I will hand over to Louis to interview him. Hello, Danny. Hello, Bruno. Hi, King. <laughs> Hi, King. Nice to see you. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, very well, thanks. Yeah, thank you for you? for taking the time. I know that it's a strange moment uh, for everybody, not for only football uh, world, but uh, it's nice to I think uh, yeah take the time to to have your brain, have your thoughts, and have your maybe uh, tips. So I'm gonna ask you what is the actual day like now? Is how how are you coping with this, and what is your program? Well, the last three weeks, King, I've been allowed back into Finch Farm to work to work with Cenk Tosin, who had a cruciate surgery, because um, um, that's essential. So in the mornings, I drive over to Liverpool. I work with him and him, and then I drive back here, and we have lots of conference calls, things like that. But this but this morning, I was driving in, and it's so strange. You know, I drive in, in, and the car park is empty. The whole building is empty, and we're working and working in the gym, and like there's not another soul there. It's so quiet, quiet. And mm. it's a very eerie feeling because you know what it's like at, at, at yeah, that yeah. place, any training ground when it's full of players and lively. It's it's very strange. Very strange, yeah. So you you mentioned about maybe uh, the the morning routine, uh, but uh, what you do uh, in the afternoon? I'm sure that you are still searching, researching, uh, finding new ideas and, and 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 stuff to improve and and develop yourself. What is uh, the thing that you find? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at all sorts of things, King. I've, I've been looking at philosophical groups, um, psychoanalytic groups, uh, and also I've been looking at different fitness methods and yoga methods, you know, ways of helping the players. And we've got uh, each member of staff has got four players who we're looking after. Mm. And as you know, um, we've got lots of young players who are away from the country, away from the families in a big house on their own. So we're trying to support them as much as we can. because It's really difficult for them. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, I think that there is like a kind of like issue, anxiety. People don't know they they need like reinsurance. Um, yeah, and I think maybe they need just like uh, experienced players or experienced uh, staff to be around them and uh, talk to them. So yes, it's very important. So do you have like any tips in nutrition and and meals that may those guys need to to be look after and be careful? You know, they can come back. Uh, two or three, four kilos more than normal, so... Well, I've actually been really shocking because most of them have been doing more training than normally do. Because oh. I think I think they've got nothing nothing else to do, you know. Uh, one of them, uh, in the first week of lockdown, he did a 70-kilometer week of running. Oh. So... <laughs> you know, so you he, can eat, he can eat what he wants. You know. <laughs> You know, I can't do that. I can't do seven kilometers. I don't do that. Yeah. But you, I, I know that you were like um, someone who is looking at uh, uh, nutrition very closely, uh, making sure that uh, I think your family members as well 
need to to hit uh, correctly the vegetables and all that. So, what what is the special meal from the guru? Well, as you know, I've been vegetarian for probably 30 years. I've been vegan a little bit as well, but my kids we've brought up vegetarian, and I think it's a really healthy diet for for top level athletes. It's probably better to eat meat. And my son now, who's 17, he's six foot five, and he's been vegetarian all his life. So the people who say you can't get strong on veg, it's important to eat high protein, uh, some fat, and probably lower carbs now that they're not training as much. Yeah, yeah they, they do not train so as much, but it seems like, like even me, uh, in some ways, I hit the gym a little bit more than usual. Uh, of course, that you, you, you see uh, your family members as well being like, like really focus on, on eating. They have like a kind of app, it's called Yuka, that they can check the quality of the, the, the food and, uh, and the recipes and all that. So it's, it's brilliant. I think it helps people to remind themselves that uh, whatever you put in your body is it's very, very important. So it's, uh, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Uh, I never used to see you in the gym at Finch Farm. What do you mean you hit the gym more now? <laughs> more than never. <laughs> What, what, what do you mean? I wasn't in the gym that much? You're not like Sylvan. Sylvan used to be no. in there all the time. I never yeah. used to see you there. I think that Sylvan retired me. He, he just like <laughs> killed the game. You know? He just like, he went too far. So I say, oh, I can't compete here. And you know, I'm a competitor, so I didn't want to, to challenge. The guy was like just obsessed. You see him doing it uh, right now. It's just yeah, like on the gym every day. I mean, like, uh, I think it's because he's got the body. If you are skinny like this, I don't think you would be doing it. But he's like looking good. He's got all the tattoos. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Um, I mean, that, uh, what do you actually uh, look uh, in terms of like uh, things to, to go on the net, uh, on, on Netflix and stuff like this? Do you do uh, any research like this as well? Uh, well, the... The, there's two things that I've watched on Netflix and Amazon Prime that I've really enjoyed. One is called The Test, and it's about the Australian cricket team. Uh, mm -hmm. And Justin Langer's their coach, and it shows you some amazing insights about their coaching philosophy and the way he communicates with players. And I think a lot of football managers can learn a lot from him. Uh, and the yeah. other, I don't know if you've seen it yet, is the, um, Michael Jordan's documentary or the documentary yeah. about the Chicago Bulls. Have you seen uh, it? Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was um, I was living in New York um, in my twenties, and when I lived there, Michael Jordan was at his height, and I just used to love him. I watched all his games, but I, I forgot how incredible he was. He was just an amazing player. Uh, but the, the episode last night was interesting because it it showed an aspect of his life where he was stuck in a hotel room and couldn't go outside because. Everywhere he went, he just got mobbed by people. And I think, you know, people don't understand that part of athletes' lives. And, it, you know, from the outside, it, look, it looks easy. Um, but it's a really difficult life in a lot of ways, as you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's massive. Even for my son, who loves uh, basketball, uh, he loves his basket. And, uh, and, and, and to see the best of the best, you know, like, uh, I think, telling a story in a different way than just an autobiography, It's just like way more content all around and making sure that people understand the context as well. So it was, it's very, uh, it's very good for, for people who love sports and try to understand how to manage to be, I mean, like 
is inhuman. <laughs> Though people like try to understand what he's capable of doing, but it's more about the actual mentality, winning mentality, driving yeah. people to a certain level where you think like how you can manage to to scare somebody like this, how you manage to yeah. impress or oh, it's it's unbelievable to yeah federate that much um with with with, with sport it's it's just amazing uh so uh, on the same way i know you read a lot so what is your favorite book right now uh i'm reading a book at the moment and it's called how to feel and it's um by a researcher from hale university um, hale yale university um mm. and it, it's talking about the power of emotions and how young people don't really connect with them and it's mm -hmm. important to connect with your feeling and your and your body and i think I think it's a really important lesson for us all, but especially for footballers, because you know that you know what the life is like. It's so cosseted and you get everything given to you. So I think to try and help the young players and empower them more and to express themselves, it could be a powerful thing. It is. That's basically uh, our vision, uh, Ked and I, in the way that we, we walk uh, day and night with Axis Stars. It's really to empower those uh, athletes not only to to be better on the field but better on, on as a citizen you know make sure that uh, those values that you get um you can actually like understand them and replicate them in the right way and it's not easy you need to really understand your feelings and as we have been accustomed in in so many ways to get everything on the table sometimes like you 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 get all the people making decisions instead of you all this is like it's really bad for your development, and we think that uh, it's what you just said. It's just like um, uh, yes, it's spot on. It's it's really important, and on, on the same way, your your dedication every day to help uh, not only in fitness but the mental aspect is very important. And this this is why I think uh, it's very important to talk to you and understand, maybe uh, get some kind of uh, story. Uh, you know that you as um, a man or in your position had to come out from, you know, you were like really challenged or something really bad and you managed to actually get it through. Um, what is the story that you can share? Uh, difficult question. The first thing that comes to mind, Louis, is when I was a young player myself, um, because I remember well, like my dad was a footballer and all I wanted to do my whole life was be a footballer. And I was absolutely 100% dedicated to it. You know, all as you were, as all young players are, all day, every day, practice, practice, practice. And I loved it. And then I became a professional when I was a little bit later. I was about 21. And I was playing in a game. And it was almost as if time stood still. Someone came in to tackle me. And I knew that something bad was going to happen. And the tackle happened. I lay on the floor. And I wasn't in a lot of pain, but I saw my teammate come over and, and I saw his face and his face was just in shock. And then I looked at my leg and it was it was similar to Andre Gomez, you know, where, oh, where the ankle was. Mm -hmm. So I looked down and then I can just remember the next two days I was just lying in my bed crying and crying because I knew that my, my biggest dream was over. And it, it took me many years to process that. Um, but now I realize that it's a big part of my own journey and that's why I can help people, you know, in similar situations to Andre. And, mm -hmm. and I also appreciate the, the importance of, you know, the mental aspects in football. 
Um, and, and from a young age, my, my dad taught me about that. So I've been lucky to have that as part of me. It's, it's, it's part of, uh, of being uh, in a very competitive world uh, where it's like a lot of contact as well. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. I didn't know that. I, didn't, I don't think yeah. that you tell me. No, I don't think I told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 21. Yeah. And do you oh. know the other thing? The other thinking is that I didn't have anyone to help me. So uh, I was playing in uh, League One at the time, so the third division in England. So the, the staff weren't very good. So I was basically on my own. So now uh, I really appreciate the fact that you can walk alongside someone and help them through that process because it's the it's the worst part of being an athlete, as you know. Oh yes, yeah. Oh yes, and, and yeah, it's really hard for people to understand the actual uh, emotion that you have to control. You have to express it the 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 most professional way, you know, and and actually to get back, you have to, you know, you have to get back on your feet and and find strength where you really feel like almost humiliated. I, I, I felt this way so many times where I felt like I let down my teammates, my coach. Uh, I don't know. It was like really, really hard. But um, all those things are something now I, I cherish. I really uh, enjoy because it built my personality. It built my, my confidence and my strength in some ways. Um, it is my story. May If I had like a brilliant career without any injury or nothing to actually... Uh, I count on those those moments and all that. I won't be the same. Um, so I, I think it's, it's part of uh, of um, our personality in some ways. So on, on on the same way as like it was a very bad story to to, to experience. Um, what is your moment? The thing that you you want to share to your children, to your family? Something that really you had uh, the ghost pump, as we say. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't understand what you're asking. What was what was that moment in my life? Or yeah, in in your life, in your career, a special moment that really was like, I think uh, something that you will never forget. Yeah, I think now, King, I, I have many moments like that. But um, in the role that I'm now in, I kind of get my joy through seeing players do certain things. And and the first two the first two moments that come to me are uh, when Wayne Rooney. Uh, played and scored that goal against Arsenal mm-hmm. and you just feel that you just feel that joy for someone and you know when they put the work in and you see that the hard part that they have to go through and then they can achieve what they achieve and another is when you scored your goal at uh, Wembley against Chelsea and then and then the times where you um, there's sometimes King where you were just unstoppable and I, I wanted to ask you and, you know, because you had a lot of difficult times uh, because of injuries and and there's lots of players who experience that. But, you know, there was times where you were unstoppable and you really had the fire in your belly. Where where do you think that comes from? Because it's getting back to Michael Jordan um, and John Terry is another one I think of. And they've got this real competitive edge for you. Wh- where did that come from? Um, it's a combination of things. Uh, the first one, I, I really feel like uh, um, I had a game plan, and in game plan, it was uh, against me. I, I didn't need uh, anybody to motivate me or something like this. And when somebody was like, kind of like, trying to influence me or trying to to play me around, I was reacting really badly about that. I really felt like it was my responsibility to 
to to be aggressive, to be motivated, to um, and by that I think it's like a desire to always improve, and that focus never left me apart from maybe when I retire. Uh, and this is my motivation was every day against me. Uh, if I felt tired, if I felt demotivated, if I felt uh, um, uh, I'm not saying like uh, under pressure or something like this, but I would say that I felt like uh, I had to do more in some way, I had challenge. And this is this is the the thing I think when you have that in you, and there is no problem with confidence, there is no problem with uh, people talking or shouting because you really focus on what you have to do. Um, that's, that's, that's my, my answer because I don't think that you have a formula where it's all depending on your talent. You mentioned John Terry. John Terry didn't have the same talent as uh, Cristiano or some, someone else, but the determination and the actual, whatever the context he was, he, he had the game plan really like about like improving, being himself, being like uh, focused. This is like, this is uh, more than anything, you know, it could be talent or whatever. Those things are nothing it's more about dedication phil neville had the same you know i really felt like every yeah. day he was obsessed you know those those guys yeah. are like like <laughs> every morning so uh, we have different way to express it but uh, it, it, it's really uh, important to really fight your own mirror um or challenge your own mirror i would say more than fight um because it's yes it's the partnership you see yourself and you really want to to go along with your feelings, to go along with your 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 desire to do things, you know. I was in line with what I dreamed and I managed to do that because I was like really focused. Every single thing was on the side and could influence me or pervert me or something like this. No. Um, and the one who really done that, I would say uh, the, the best way I, I could imagine for me is Cristiano Ronaldo because he had so many people, maybe Wayne, but so many people was on the back of uh, Cristiano all the time, from Manchester United to maybe Real Madrid, all the, the, the teams he played, until he reached that level where everybody respect, you know, say, listen, he knows his stuff, you know. But before, a lot of people told him, oh, you should play this way, you should do that, you should not do that, you uh, should dribble less. Listen, no, he was in his zone, he knew exactly what he wanted, and... He had this dream. Everybody was saying something. He was saying, "Listen, I know my stuff." And this is uh, by like combining where you actually listen to yourself and pick the right stuff at the right moment and and analyze it in the right way. It's not easy. It's really hard because society always try to influence everybody. You have the social media. You have the fans. You have like it's it's enormous. So pressure. But uh, yes, uh, yeah. I was. So that this way, and this is where it's important because people like you, um, where I felt like I was like really in song with uh, uh, your ways of like talking, you really understand that, you really uh, respect that. And as a doctor, where you have your pedigree, your credential, your experience, and, and, and it's not enough. It's not because you are the one who knows that the, the communication and the way you actually listen to the information that someone tells or give you, you still have to listen, you know? And this is really important that you manage to always felt like it was a team. And I didn't felt that when I was uh, in different clubs, maybe uh, had like my situation in United and other clubs, or, and I didn't felt that they understood exactly where I was going through, you know?
and you manage to do that. That's why I call you guru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you, you you pick up on a few things there, King. Uh, one one of them is to have like a real goal in mind, and when you've got that, it creates a focus, doesn't it? Yeah. And there was um in in the test about the Australian cricket team, there's a player called Steve Smith. He's one of the best batsmen in the world, and he um it was he got banned from cricket, so he was a real kind of bad boy, and everyone was uh, he was playing against England. Everyone was absolutely slaughtering him with you know all kinds mm -hmm. of abuse. And he, he went in and he scored 100. And the next day he scored another 100. And they asked him, how do you do it? And he said that it's like his bubble. He goes into a bubble and his concentration just gets finer and finer and finer. And then none of that other stuff even enters his mind. And yeah. that, as you know, I'm, I, I'm big into meditation. And that is meditation. That is what you're practicing. And sport is a beautiful way of expressing that in the moment. And, and I think that's why athletes love playing, because it gives you that freedom. Yeah, on the same way, as I, say, as I said, there is some part of like picking up because you don't know, you don't have the truth. Every, you know, every day you learn. So it's, it's really hard to get the right message when somebody is saying something. It's about like sometimes uh, telling you information, but sometimes they, they have that ego that come with it and... They want to show you something. They want to tell you, you know, and, and, and you have to sometimes, the first natural reaction is you defend yourself and you don't pick any of it, you know, and if it's not said the right way. And Cristiano, even if it was like maybe very aggressive, he will take it. He will maybe not uh, act on it and something like this. So I felt like this focus is um, it's amazing. I think this is the talent. And Michael Jordan or all those like, Federer, all those who's going into the zone, they manage as well to use the time really well. They understand, yes, my progression will be one year, two years or whatever. They already have that vision and use the actual, you know, pressure always on the right uh, level. So, yes, they use it yeah. to be to, to, to be fired up and all that. But they, they don't say, oh, yes, it's the end because of the, of the bad result or because of the bad performance. They always like bang 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 every day and this is that focus as well it comes with a few elements and i admire them because it's so easy it's so easy even with your new family members to actually lose track because they they see big things and they tell you exactly the same they have more actually um influence on you he, and and those guys are amazing in being focused and john terry as you mentioned before I was like amazed because the guy has like a lot of responsibility and all that, but he, he, he managed to always remain that kind of, uh, not only leader, but uh, how, how do you say that, um, kind of a mentor by his attitude. It's, it's not leadership, it's like, I mean, like his charisma, even sometimes you may say that you attach uh, uh, a few things that was bad and, and being commented and people will say about things. But at the end of the day, he, he, he knew his quality, his, his track was on and bang, focus. Whatever people were saying, uh, how many times we say John Terry had a bad game? <laughs> yeah. King, I, I was lucky to work with him at Aston Villa for a year and it was at the end of his career. And there was two things about him that really struck me. One of them was that he was the most competitive person I've ever met in my life. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You, I'd be doing a rehab session with him outside 
we'd be walking into the training ground and he'd walk in front of the door first and say, I beat you. Everything would be a, a competition. But the other, the other thing that I really loved about him was that he's got a really big heart and he, he cared about everybody at the training ground. You know, the people who are on the least money um, and doing the, the most, they often get ignored. He would always go to them and he'd help them and he'd always care about them. And, and people don't know about this kind of thing. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, those thing. qualities are what make are what make the men. This is this is typically the thing that we want to 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 address in so many ways because we I don't like the cliche and I always say that you know if people know me uh, really well I always like uh, dislike people um, or situation where somebody has told me. And I haven't seen it from my my own eyes, and because I know that people are judging very fastly people, and I I don't like that because deep inside it could be a mistake, but deep inside the guy or the 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 the, the, the woman have something. They it's all about the communication. What is has been expressed is maybe not totally the the truth, and and there is so many bad things going on because of that. And that's why I never take like decision, or most of the time I'm a decision only on gut feelings because it, it destroys so many. Uh, um, I would say uh, analyze when you try to really get the the point. You know what he wanted to do, what is his mission, and and I think that's why I felt because I don't know him like uh, uh, I was I was his neighbor for one or two years when I was in Fulham, and we had like some some banter and that, but. I can, as, as you mentioned before, I could feel this. As a mentor, you can understand. I never heard like anybody was saying about bad things about him. But yes, the press, the people, the fans, maybe a, a few could have said uh, a few bad things. But I, I don't like to judge uh, until I really know someone. And I really try to, ah, because it's not easy. We tend to do all that. Uh, of course, you see someone, you say, oh, I don't like him. But uh, it's important to remain like uh, with a lot of distance with that. It's very important. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's something that uh, made me angry very quick. Um, if I if I honest, uh, I don't I don't like that. Yeah. So yes, the actual interesting uh, things that we want to know because you are someone who really. Um, are very like uh, broad on everything you want to touch many many subjects but I would love to have your Spotify music what is the the, the guru that you, you you love music I'm sure what is your <laughs> well actually I love all kinds of music yeah and sometimes like obviously I've got teenagers who I live with and they listen to um, rap music. I think they call it grind, which is kind of oh. London rap. And I, I, li I love it all, the good ones. So sometimes I'm at work and I'll put it on and, and the players will go, that, this isn't your music, but I love it all. And even, yeah. but I even uh, listen to kind of classical Indian music, classical music, um, anything with a good beat I love. Uh, who is speaking the music in and, and this room at Everton now? Who is the DJ? <laughs> well, it's normally the younger ones. It's normally yeah. the younger ones. We've got, yeah, we've got a few young ones now, King, who, who think they're bigger than they are. They, you know, they think they run the whole show, and they come in and put all kinds of music on. Yeah. <laughs> I normally, I normally go and just turn it down a little bit so they don't notice, because it's seriously, it's like going into a nightclub normally. Whoa. Yes. 
So it's yeah. it's it must be different uh, with the different managers. Do they have like their routine? They don't like the music to be too high or not? Or not really. Ancelotti is maybe a bit uh, more conservative or is relaxed. Yeah, he's really relaxed. But my, but my, like most of the managers now, King, they're not um, they're not as all encompassing as say David Moyes was. You know, mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to breathe with David Moyes without mm-hmm. <laughs> doing it the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Whereas now they're a little bit more. I think they're more focused on the football because there's a director of football who kind of deals with other stuff. So the gym is pretty much our domain. So we can. We can do with that what we want, but it's so it's so interesting to work with all the different characters and and see what they bring. They've all got qualities. Yeah, good, good, good. So yeah, I'm I'm just gonna jump on on thing that uh, it's very interesting to know from your own perspective uh, how you think that things gonna actually progress with the the confinement at some point when the the players may do the rest of the remaining of the season. Uh, how, in terms of like uh, sanitary or, uh, or security, safety, you think that those players will be okay to play, will be unsettled? If anybody, for example, will cough on the on the on the on the on the field, you know, I could imagine like some people gonna be a bit uh, put off. Uh, all those things. What do you think? How far you you are uh, and the players are from coming back? Uh, well, it's been so strange from like from the first moment. We were driving into work. It was a Thursday, and I had a call with the director of football, and we found out about Mikel having it, and we said, "Look, we need to close the training ground." So we literally turned round on the way to work, and most of the players haven't been back since. Mm. So, but at this point, it seems like we're we're heading towards maybe um, coming back into training in small groups, and I think the initial phase is good. Uh, because there's no danger to the players because it's all going to be social distance. The training ground is the cleanest place, probably it's as clean as hospitals. Um, so I think the first period will be fine. Uh, when we start going into contact and training as a team and playing games, that is the point where it's going to have to be guided by science and, and the medics. Um, mm. and, and I don't I don't think we're at that point yet. So But, any... Any tests are going to be done uh, at the entrance of the training ground or something like this? Or yeah, I you... think, well, the Premier League is saying that it can't be at the training ground. It has to be an external testing centre, which is good. Um, but the players and every member of staff will have to be tested before they come back. Ah, okay, and then okay. they'll be tested twice a week. Ah, so good. it's pretty safe. I imagine like playing the game. So you don't know the opponents, but they had the same process basically uh, through the league. And uh, do the players will go back home and see their family back, or because everybody will be shopping and and do a normal life? So how we can by just doing the test during the week, it should be fine. Yeah, we don't know yet. I mean, there are certain options that they're looking at, and one of them is to go into confinement, go into a hotel. Um, it's mm-hmm. even been spoken about going to different countries. Um, But as you know, you know, going into a hotel with the whole team for eight weeks is oh really God. challenging. It's really challenging. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. For Fight. The, for I the players say, especially. It would be too many fights. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what it's like if we go away pre-season for two weeks in the hotel. After about one week, everyone's starting to get a little yeah. bit anxious and a little bit fighty. So it's, eight weeks. I, I can imagine myself being very calm, but uh, yes, I, I can see two or three fights uh, easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, the the maybe the last question will be about three uh, three people that you have to pick um, in in uh, isolation somewhere uh, for months. Let's say who you will pick. So am I going to pick them because I'm interested in them or because they'll keep me entertained or? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Uh, you have the mic you can do and take okay. uh, what you want from history or today. Okay, well the first one is Gandhi. When I was um, when I was 12 I saw the autobiography of Gandhi and I cried my eyes out and you know at 12 that was a, a strange thing and mm -hmm. I've been connected to him my whole life. Just the way he lived his life and the way he wanted to serve people and find the truth in himself. So I'd love to meet him. The second one is a guy who you met um, at the training ground, an Indian guy called Sadhguru. Yes. Um, he's, I, he's, I've met men, many people around the world and he's one of the most interesting and special for sure. Yeah. You know, he, he, he has a, a special presence and he would keep me sane, but he'd also keep me very entertained, yeah. <laughs> very yeah. funny as well. <laughs> and the third one, I think I'll say uh, LeBron James. Just because I'm interested in him, um, and he's he's like the ones we've spoken about, like Jordan and Terry. He's been at the top of his game for so long, but he's also got a big heart, and he's trying to do things to change society and help society. You know, he's putting people through university, helping the homeless, and, and all kinds of stuff. So I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I I can uh, totally understand the. Uh... And I know that uh, Saguru because we we, we met it on the trading round, and uh, I think it's uh, it, it's more an inspiration than some like uh, I would say wise, really wise uh, people who are like confined in a very like let's say uh, secure environment. Where Sadhguru, we know that he's going out and and see real life and, and manage to to be uh, that clever in a way that he is going to communicate, that's modern than the way he actually speak, it's, it's brilliant because whether you could find a lot of things interesting uh, to implement in your life from Gandhi or from like uh, so, so many people, it's hard when you are living a true, true life, I mean, in, in, in so many ways where it challenges, where uh, in, in so many ways there is like, um, uh, a not comfortable uh, environment to take yeah. the time to you know analyze things the right way and yeah. then I think that goal is more in the middle it's always good yeah <laughs> were you were you there the first time you came the night before we played Liverpool no no, no no I wasn't there yeah well um, just kind of connecting to what you're saying he, the night before he did a, a public talk in Manchester and he spoke to 500 people and it was really deep and it was two hours long and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's coming to speak to the players tomorrow night. And if he's like this, I'm going to die because the players <laughs> will kill me. David Moyes will kill me. But he came in and he spoke for half an hour and the players just loved it. And he, and he spoke on their level. So, you know, it's what you're saying. He's so clever that he can speak to different groups of people and really inspire them in different ways. It's a clever that's guy. How, 
Yeah, that's how you, you are wise in a way that you adapt your communication. And the, the, the one that I've seen in the modern time for me was Sir Alex Ferguson. As I told you before, he was like able to speak to a Phil Neville, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or someone from the academy in a different way to actually get the 200% from them. And yeah. this is for me was like, um, I still can't do it right now. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's amazing talent to actually manage to communicate the right way and, and people feel uh, not fretted, but uh, encouraged, you know, energized. Yeah. It's, it's amazing yeah. talent, yeah. I think I think that's why Alex Ferguson was such a genius, wasn't it? Um, Phil Phil told me that uh, <laughs> he was um, a few times. Alex would come to his hotel room the night before a game, and he'd speak to him for ten minutes. He'd leave the room, and Phil thought, "Oh yes, I'm the king. I'm brilliant." And then ten minutes later, he realised he just dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's very, very clever. I mean, like any type of decision could be difficult, but he, he will do it in a uh, in a way that whatever is like feeling, um, you know, you have that feeling where you feel very uncomfortable, but you don't know how to react. And in yeah. the same way, I don't, I'm not going to say that you respect, but it makes you feel like step by step during the week that is going to come to this decision. I don't, <laughs> you, you know. Uh, and and if it's not coming from a direct, uh, it will come indirect. And it was clever, you know. It's not easy because he had like 25, let's say, I would say 25 players uh, in squad where everybody want to play. Everybody is like, uh, it's like maybe five or, or six in the squad may say, oh yes, I'm okay in a bench. But most of them, they want to play. So it was really tough, you know. It was really tough. Mm. Yeah, I think um, when you were saying that, the, the thing that comes back to me, though, about him is that he really cared about all the players. You could tell that from the outside. And, that you know, that's the quality that we've been speaking about that all of these top people have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is, a, this is, this is massive uh, quality. I don't know how he managed to do that. And especially at some point, he was like, like, like a grandfather. And he was able to be that close with youngsters. I mean, like making jokes and, and you know, it's like, Wow, natural, like uh, in the same way at like 6.30 in the morning was like checking in for, for everybody, respect uh, and knowing the name and the family problems of everybody. It's like, hang on a minute, how you do that? Where that energy come from and having the, have the memory, you know, the, yeah. the care, you need to care yeah. really. If you, yeah. if you don't care, you don't remember. Yeah. I, I know that uh, if I cross somebody, if I don't really feel like something happened, I won't remember. And yeah. guys, like he, he really cares. That's why he remember everything. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, it's not only genius. He had the gift, you know. He yeah. Had a gift. Mm. King, I just want to say before we finish that uh, when you were at Everton, like players often get big contracts, new contracts. But you got a new contract at Everton, and and you um, asked one of the staff members to give everyone an envelope with some money in it and not tell them where it came from. And, and it was because you appreciated all the staff who'd help you, helped you over the, over the years. And, and that's the quality that we're speaking about. And, you know, that had a, a huge impact on me, that you, that you appreciated us. And it, it was a great thing to do. So thanks again. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, whoa, <laughs> you, you got me 
forgot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I really did feel the same as a as a family in in a way that I had like kind of issue and story uh, with injuries and all that. But uh, from the, the 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 people in the in the dressing room, from the the staff, the administration, all them, they were really caring people. I really appreciate. I didn't felt. I did enough, uh, to be honest. But uh, yes, the, you know, I had like one big uh, regret. Let's say it comes close to regret. Is not winning the FA Cup, not because we had a great team and because we could have won or something like this. Because I felt like um, we really, I don't know how to say it in the, in the right way. We respect with other teams, but. Uh, um, as we really thought that uh, that art to get there, and in the same way to be us like uh, kids, because I felt like from the fans and from the, it was like just a, a dreams that come true, you know, in some ways. Yeah. So I felt yeah. so connected that day. And it was really hard for me. And on, on the same way, it was really connected to, because I lost uh, my ankle a week before. So based on that, all things was like in place in a way to, to, to do something special and I couldn't uh, compute. I was like really down after this yeah. year, really yeah. down. So yeah. yeah, all that is like a, a brilliant uh, story on the same times because it's up and down and how you manage to to go through. But uh, yes, maybe close to a regret because I, I missed uh, World Cup and, and Champions League. But this one, especially, I don't think that, uh, you know, when you win a trophy with Man United, people will say, oh, it's normal. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. winning uh, Everton was like something we really had that like, great team, uh, uh, fighting spirit, semi-final especially. I felt like it was just a brilliant story. I couldn't understand how we finished this way. I was really annoyed. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, um, and I, I want to, to actually thank you as well because you, you've been uh, tremendous in terms of like uh, helping us uh, recruit uh, and, and and see the best uh, out there for for the the, the members of Axis Stars. You you've been uh, really helpful and 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 I really think that uh, it's uh, very appreciate uh, your your time and your efforts to always help uh, uh, players on different ways, different channels, and this is brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks, King. It's been a pleasure. And as you say, I think anything that's going to really help empower the players and give them the power to do things and make decisions themselves, it's a great thing that they need going forwards. And maybe this time will make them think more more closely about that, you know, about yeah. how they can do that for themselves. It's an opportunity. It is, it is clearly. Uh, so we have a good traction. So hopefully uh, from that bad situation, something, uh, let's say, good uh, will be using the the kind of like influence in the right way they can move things you know yes we have to have politicians but uh, hopefully one day we will have like those people uh, educated equipped to actually um, I, I think uh, have a better impact in uh, our society because now they are, haven't been used they haven't been used for entertainment but they haven't been used the right way for maybe yeah creating uh, a different movement in some ways.